Hello, and welcome to the Major Gifts Fundraiser podcast. I'm Monica Van Deventer. Let me tell you a little bit about the tribe we're building here at Major Gifts Fundraiser. We're working with people like you who want to be among the very best in this field. You want to accomplish great things. You want to challenge yourself. You want to grow, and you are up for going on a journey because you know a journey is what it takes to become the very best version of yourself. You're listening to this podcast because you know that in order to be a great fundraiser, you have to spend time thinking about how you'll be a great fundraiser. You can learn more about our new online training programs at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. And without further ado, here's Clark. Buenos dias, mis amigos. Hey, Clark Van Dievender here from Major Gifts Fundraiser. And I hope Yes, I sincerely hope that you are having a great day. And if you are not, you are having a character-building day. (laughs) I value a wide variety of life experiences. It's a value of mine. All right? So, yeah, you're going to have some crappy days. But you will will grow as a human being. (laughs) But I am in a good mood lately. Lots of good things happening. Just launched two brand new online training programs that you can learn more about at MajorGiftsFundraiser.com. I am so pumped about these. It's that wonderful feeling of like, okay, this is the best thing we've done yet. And doesn't it feel good to be wonderfully exhausted? Uh, that's how I feel lately. I've got so much stuff going on and I end every day wonderfully exhausted. To spend yourself in a worthy cause. That's the feeling I have lately. Like every night I am exhausted. I am exhausted from spending myself in a worthy cause. By the way, if you don't know the reference there, spending yourself in a worthy cause, it's a quote from Teddy Roosevelt, one of my all-time favorites. I still have the, uh, it it was printed out on an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper, black and white. And there was a really interesting man, Mr. McDougal, who re- was like retired and as a retirement job was substitute teaching at my high school. He was a very fascinating human being. And I remember he printed this out and gave it to me. I still have the exact printout from Teddy Roosevelt. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to those who are actually in the arena, who strive valiantly, who know the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, and spend themselves in a worthy cause, who at the best know the triumph of high achievement, and who at worst, if they fail, fail while daring greatly so that their place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. All right, I have known some victories in my life, and I have known some defeats, and I value a wide variety of life experiences. (laughs) All right, but where you are right now, all right, the question is, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Who do you want to be? My 30s were amazing. 
I put my career on the back burner and focused on being a dad. Like we did some amazing things um, in those years. My uh, my kids, when they were six, four, and one, we spent three months in Thailand. Um, yeah, we did we did a lot of business stuff as well. We had clients we were taking care of, projects we were doing, programs we were a part of, but it was not the focus of my life. Um, but around the time I was turning 40, I had the sense that it was time for me to lean in and embrace my professional calling, not just to be a great fundraiser, but to step into my calling to inspire and train a generation of fundraisers. So I started obsessing over it, thinking about what I'd learned, why some clients saw marginal success and others saw exponential growth, started thinking about how to package and deliver content. And this podcast became a way to air stuff out, to just talk about uh, things without it feeling polished. And then we sought out people who could beautifully beautifully packaged the content we were creating, um, which is what we've done. And it's awesome. So stoked. Um, here's the thing. Your brain has within it a goal-seeking mechanism that guides you even subconsciously toward your goals. Even subconsciously. You make, like, I can look back at my life and... And it's like making goals, um, and and then like I, I make the goal, and then I make different choices in life, and and suddenly I'm not even thinking about my goals, but I start to move in a different direction because now I have goals. You can accomplish almost any goal you set for yourself as long as the goal is clear and you persist long enough. It's all, I I always say it's almost automatic. Like achieving goals is easy. Uh, another quote I love from Thomas Carlyle that I often use in my trainings, a man with a half volition goes back and forth and makes no progress on even the smoothest road, whereas a person with a full volition moves ahead steadily, no matter how difficult the path. And I suspect that the reason you are listening to this podcast and not listening to music or watching another episode of The Office is because you want to be great. You are, or you are becoming, a person of a full volition. You set goals. You know what you want, right? You know what you want, and you're like, darn it. This is why I woke up this morning. Actually, you popped awake because you have goals. And you're like, these are the five donors I want to meet with this month. And darn it, I'm going to meet with them. Or you're saying, I set a goal to have at least 100 donor meetings this year. And come hell or high water, I'm going to have 100 donor meetings this year. Or you're looking at the calendar right now. And you're like, oh, shoot, it's the middle of November. I've got six weeks left in the year. And I've got, I've got Thanksgiving and the Christmas holiday in there. And what are the last meetings I can have before the end of the year? Or can I squeeze them in? you're obsessed. All right, you love all your donors, right? We've, we've been talking on this podcast a lot about loving your donors. I, I hope you love all your donors. I mean, sometimes I've worked with nonprofit leaders. It's usually not the people in the role of fundraiser 
often it's founder or executive director or CEO. And you get the sense that they don't like their donors. <laughs> oh, gosh. Like, ugh. I hope that's not you. I hope you actually love your donors. And all right. And yes, you may run into some potential donors or even current donors that you're not best friends with. But you love them. You love them anyway. But a person of a full volition is obsessed over their goals. They're ranking their donors, thinking about who they want to meet with. They're deliberate. Right, you're not a level one fundraiser that doesn't meet with donors, or if you do, you're meeting with them at some rotary luncheon or something. Like, oh, oh nothing against rotary. Well, like your job is not to go to community luncheons. And and go run into somebody, be a part of that community luncheon. But are these the most important actions? Are these the things that that you like need to arrange your schedule around or the things that you fit into your schedule around your big goals. I mean, seriously, your organization did not hire you to go to rotary luncheons. I mean, I really hope that's not in your job description. I want you to focus on your most important donors, your number one, right? Who is your number one most important donor? And how often are you contacting them what are the alerts that you have in your in your mind, uh, in your life to bring this person back to the forefront of your mind? And then your top three and your top five and your top 10 and your top 20 and your top 50. And I want you to spend the majority of your time focused on these people. So at Major Gifts Fundraiser, we have a tool for doing this, right? We call it the Donor Evaluation Worksheet. And we score donors based on three things. All right, number one, what is their financial capacity? How much could they give if they were just madly in love with you? If your mission and their own life mission were virtually indistinguishable, right? This isn't how much will they give, it's how much could they give if they loved you more than anyone has ever loved you? What's their financial capacity? Number two, what's their cultivatable interest? That is, what is their interest in your organization or the type of work that your organization does? And what is your ability to cultivate that interest? So I've looked at donors. Um, I've looked at lists before, right? And I'll see a name on a list. Okay, real scenario here. I'm at the Reagan Ranch, historic home of President Ronald Reagan. And there's, there's an individual who had given us a gift of $20,000. And it was a big name famous person worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And I know he's given big gifts to organizations with similar missions. So he has interest. He has genuine interest in our organization. But he's gotten a bit, like, he's older at this point, and he has lots of gatekeepers around him. So my ability to cultivate that interest is quite low. Okay. And then the third thing we score is philanthropic disposition. Some people are just givers. They give. They tell you how much they love giving. Uh, they get high on giving. They give disproportionate to their net worth. All right. And so we give people a score based upon these three criteria. And your top people, you should be thinking about them all the time. 
Who are the most important people in your life? Your spouse? Okay, your spouse, your kids, your closest friends, and your top one or two or three donors. Right. Hopefully not outranking your spouse or your kids. And, and, and I've had people say to me, well, oh, they're my most important professional relationships. No, they're just they're your most important relationships. And your professional life is a big part of your life. All right. If you've seen the movie Jerry Maguire, this is your Rod Tidwell. All right. You should be thinking about Jerry Maguire needed to be thinking about Rod all the time. <laughs> all right. And thinking about this person will help you be creative about how to serve this person. And I can't even begin to tell you what closing your first million dollar gift will mean to your career. It'll mean a lot to your cause. It'll mean a lot to you um, accomplishing your mission. But it will mean a lot to your career as well. All right. This is about discipline, mental mastery, commitment to excellence, focusing on the right people. Rank your list and make sure you're spending a proportionate amount of time with the people most likely, most capable, and most inclined to give you the big gifts to propel your organization forward. All right. Thank you. Thank you for your commitment to craft, that you're listening to this podcast. You are like, if I'm going to be a great fundraiser, I need some inputs in my brain about being a great fundraiser. So thank you for that. And I am telling you the great fundraisers are focused. They rank their list. They focus on the right people. They trust the process, right? And they trust the process so much that when others try to distract them or question whether they're doing the right thing or why they aren't calling that person or why they're not asking for a gift yet, they're like, I know where I'm going. I have a full volition. The phrase I use a lot, trust the process. <laughs> I spoke at a conference a few weeks ago, and um, I, I had presented, but now uh, it just kind of connected with um, one of the participants who was development director at a seminary. And we were sitting in the lobby of the hotel that night. We'd walked back from a restaurant, and I said, do you trust me? <laughs> do you trust me? Like, the stuff I'm telling you is true. Trust the process. All right, that's all I've got for you today. As always, feel free to reach out. The email is clark at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. That's Clark, like Superman, clark at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. Hey, go over to majorgiftsfundraiser.com and check out the Noble Call of Fundraising and Peak Performance Fundraising. These are beautiful courses. The content is awesome. <laughs> it is. It's really good. And they're beautifully produced. So go check them out at majorguestfundraiser.com. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. All right. Monica here again. If you like what you heard on this podcast, you'll love our online training programs. You can complete our online training programs at your own pace and you can watch or listen to them from any device. And unlike that last conference you attended, the challenge questions and action steps that come with each of our modules will give you concrete things you can do today to level up as a fundraiser. 
you'll raise more money than ever before by developing deeper donor relationships than you ever thought possible. So head over to MajorGiftsFundraiser.com to buy now. Thanks for listening.